Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one. Tonight's presentation of Suspense. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benning speaking. Welcome to a night of suspense and science fiction. Tonight we have from suspense uh, a story with James Mason in it. And James Mason, uh, famous actor, hundreds of films that he was in. His biggest decade was probably the 1950s, so I'm just going to walk you through the 50s. It's pretty amazing to, to just think of just the films he was in in the 1950s, and then you've still got the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the uh, 1940s and 30s and so forth. But anyway, uh, in 1950, he was in One Way Street, and then in 51, he was in Pandora, The Flying Dutchman, and The Flying Dutchman. He was also in The Desert Fox that year, The Story of Rommel. 1952, he was in Lady Possessed, Five Fingers, Face to Face, The Prisoner of Zenda, and Botany Bay. 1953, he's in The Story of Three Loves, The Desert Rats, Julius Caesar, The Man Behind, The Telltale Heart, all of those films. 1954, Prince Valiant, Charade, one of his biggest films, really, I think. A Star is Born, huge film with Judy Garland, of course. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Disney's big, big film that they put out in 1954 when they were trying to go into live action. 1956, Forever Darling, which was Lucy and Desi's, uh, one of their shots into taking their television fame and bringing it into movies. Bigger Than Life, he was in in 1956. 1957, The Island in the Sun. 1958, Cry Terror and the Decks Ran Red. 1959, Hitchcock's North by Northwest. Beautiful picture. If you haven't seen North by Northwest, you really need to. He was also in A Touch of Larceny and Journey to the Center of the Earth in 1959. And then in 1960, he was in the trials of Oscar Wilde. Just amazing uh, what he appeared in there. He was in Lolita in 62. Just huge film after huge film. What a great career. I hope you're going to enjoy him in suspense. Now, in our science fiction piece from X-1, it is Venus is a Man's World by William Ten, and William Ten is really a pseudonym for the for the writer, but uh, anyway, this story is a play on the sexes, and a lot of science fiction, at least radio science fiction, does a lot of plays on, on the sexes, and I was watching, with Mary Tyler Moore passing away this last week, um, 
I've been watching more of the Mary Tyler Moore show, and uh, it was amazing to me that I think it was her, either her season premiere of her second season or of her third season, I think it was the second season, where uh, she and Lou Grant get in an argument uh, about her getting the same pay. She's not making as much as the person who did the job before her, who was a man. And he says, well, there's no contest. You do a better job, but you're not a man. So, uh, and so she gets less pay. And it's still funny to think that we're still arguing about that today as to whether women should get the same pay as men or not. Um, it just shows that some things never seem to change, but uh, hopefully someday we'll, we'll get that all worked out. Um, without further ado, here is Suspense with James Mason, and our science fiction presentation is Venus is a Man's World. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers bring you Mr. James Mason in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents the story of the terrifying escape of a dying man, an adaptation of Odd Man Out, starring Mr. James Mason. Hap, I tell you, they're an unbeatable team. Who, Harlow? Why, the generator, starting motor, coil, distributor, and all the other important parts that make up the complete Autolite-equipped electrical system on your Autolite-equipped car. You mean all those parts work as a team, Harlow? They sure do, Hap, because Autolite electrical systems are designed and built by Autolite to give you the smoothest performance money can buy. That's mighty important, too, because your electrical system works for you every second your car's running... Every time you turn the ignition switch or turn on your lights, radio, or heater. It sounds like a family team to me, Harlow. Right you are, Hap. So, friends, be sure to specify Autolite, original factory parts for the electrical system of your Autolite-equipped car if replacements are needed. You'll find it pays. And remember, from bumper to taillight, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with Odd Man Out and the performance of Mr. James Mason... Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. There are four of us on the raid. Murphy, Nolan, Pat outside waiting with the car, and myself. So there's no need to be frightened, Johnny. It's been all planned months ago. Slow down. The safe will be open. It always is. 3.30. The wages clerk will be picking up the money. There's the office at the end of the hall. Slow down. Murphy looks frightened. I don't like the smell of this place. Here we go, boys. This is the one. This is the office. Take out the gun. You. You. You two over there. Get to the wall. Turn your face to it. All right, shut up. Do as you're told. The safe, Nolan. It's open, it is. What did you expect? Hurry, man. Hurry. It's all in. Come on, then. Somebody comes with the police. Slow. Slow. 
attention. Slow. There's the entrance. What a long way off it is. The sack's heavy. We've done it. We've done it. Don't get nervous now. Twenty steps, maybe twenty-five. I can see the car. Good man, Pat. We'll be away in a minute. There's the car. Pat Murphy, Nolan. Come on, come on! Stop, you! Johnny, look out behind you! He's got a gun! He's got a gun. Run! Johnny! Mad he is and all. It's like a dream. I can't move from here. It's like a dream. Go! Stop you! Get the sack, Nolan. I'm with you, Johnny. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Hurry. Hurry, get to the car. There's an alarm. Hurry. I'm hurt. He's hurt. Drag him in. Come on, Johnny. Get in. Get in. Get in. Get in. Now I must get into the car. They're waiting for me. I can't. I can't. Hold him on the running board. Go on, Pat. Go on. I can't get in. Hold on to me, boys. I'm hurt. Hold on to him. He's slipping. This is a hard bed. And I'm waking up for a dream I have had. No, something has happened to me. There was a car and Pat and Murphy and Nolan and... And... I've got to get away. Catch up with them. Wait for me, boys. Johnny! Johnny, are you all right? Look, he's dead. No, he is not. No, we'll have to carry him. Oh, listen to that man. There's no time. But we can't leave him. Johnny! Oh, look at his poor arm. Oh, we'll never make it. Pat, back it up. Pat, bring the car. Go on. Leave me be. Go on. No, no, Johnny. Oh, there's no time. They'll all be out looking for us. We can't get away. Leave me. Put me down. Run, Nolan. Go back to headquarters with Pat. Oh, no, no. It'll be the end of you. We'll get through somehow. No, no. Why doesn't Pat back it up? Do as I say. I'm John Farr. Get out of it. Oh, Johnny, no, no. I'm the chief. It's an order. Uh, all right. Hold on to me, Johnny. There's a shelter across the road. Uh, you heard what I said, Murphy. Ah, the devil was you. I'm staying. Whistles and bells all around. It's a dream because I'm crossing the road with Murphy and there's people standing watching us. Then I am wounded. And it's not a dream because of the pain. I killed a man, that's how it was. And he wounded me. So it's all up with me now. The police are coming. And it's all up with me and Murphy. Here's the shelter. Hurry inside, Johnny. Now hurry. Uh, it's dark in here. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Yes, it's dark. Now rest for a bit, will you? Rest. They're outside, looking for us. Yes. I killed him. That was in self-defense. He shot first. We got the money, didn't we? Aye, we got it. Nolan and Pat will have it safe. Now, let's have a look at that arm. I can't feel it. 
But it hurts, no. Yes, I know, I know. You wait a minute. I'll, I'll find a match. Does it look bad? Ah, it'll be all right. We'll have it all right. I'm finished. It's all up with me. Dennis will be the next in command. You hear me? Dennis, and then you. I can hear you, Murphy, but you'll have to come closer. Oh, I'd like to lay me down for a long sleep. Johnny. I'm tired. Tired. Wake up, Johnny. No. No, there's work to be done. Work for an island. Fight. Johnny, can you hear me? Johnny, oh, I, I was so worried, so I was. You'll have to go without me. I, you know I won't. The pain is killing me, Murphy. I couldn't make it. They'll have the whole police out. It was a killing. It's me or the organization. Need help, maybe, but we'll get you out. It's, it, it's a waste. We haven't enough men, enough guns. Ah, can you hold on, Johnny? Can you hold on if I go to Dennis and get some of the boys? Don't do it. I'll find a doctor. I'll bring him here. No. No. <laughs> Looked in the shelter. No, no, the people said they ran off the east. You trust those four witnesses? Don't be shot. Come on. Get back here. Behind the grate. Quick. Uh... Switch on the torch. Right. Now, over there. Ah, they wouldn't have come in here. It's the cordon will be finding them when it starts to close in. Johnny Murder's the one who was wounded. He's the one we want. You keep your eyes peeled, man. It'll mean a promotion this night. If we get it. Shut up! Shut up! Oh, really, I'm sorry, Johnny. I am. I'm sorry. Now, will you listen to me? Are you listening, Johnny? Now, you keep yourself here. You'll be safe now. They searched. Now don't move. Something went wrong, Murphy. We had it planned. I know, I know, but it doesn't matter now. We can listen, man. The organization will have to lay low for a bit now. You know that. We'll pass the word. Things will quiet down. And then... All right, all right, but first we've got to think of you. Now, I'm going to get out, go out and bring help. I'll do it now. We'll get you away, but you mustn't move from here. What happened to Pat? Nolan. Are they away? Ah, for the love... I told you, Johnny. I told you. What's that? What are there? Maybe someone got in the back. I dropped my gun at the mill. Shh. It's a rat! Murphy! Get it off me, Murphy! Shut up! Shut up! I, I can't yeah. stay. I hate rats. There's more of them. They'll come after you've gone. No, no, they won't, Johnny. Now, easy, man. Here. <sighs> Here. Now you can beat them off with a stick. Now, do you hear me, John? I'm going now. Stay where you are. Sure, you'll be all right in no time at all. I wonder what will happen to Agnes. Agnes, with your hair so black and heavy. 
and the white of your skin. Agnes, and the secret lovely things of your nature. Have I ever told you? I should, I should. But I'm married, you know. I'm married to the organization. So you'll never know. What am I doing here? What's happening to me? I've never had such a nightmare before. I've got to get out of this. Johnny boy, Johnny Murder. It's me. It's Cher. Are you hurt bad? Why don't you answer me? I've always been your friend, Johnny. Remember? Cher? Get out. Leave me be. Man, the police is looking for you, so they are. Oh, there's killing tonight. How did you get through the patrol? Oh. He's got to get out of my pocket. Can't you see the look of him, Mr. Fancy? The police will be here. They're everywhere tonight. He mustn't have Johnny Morta found in here. It'll ruin me. So he wandered in, he did. You can't help that. Think of it, Mr. Fancy. He's a prized creature. Worth thousands. A couple, anyway. You'd sell him? Oh, sure. He's wounded. The organization would get you for it, so they would. Uh, they might and they might not. Who's to know? What a foul little rat. <laughs> Am I not? Now, which one of us will go to the police? Will it be you, Mr. Fancy? Or will it be me? is bringing you Mr. James Mason and Miss Pamela Colino in Ought Man Out, tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, South Spends. Say, Harlow, my car is equipped with Autolite electrical system. Ah, good, Hap. Autolite electrical systems are used as original equipment on many leading makes of our finest cars, trucks, and tractors. And every unit and component part is related by Autolite engineering design and manufacturing skill to give the smoothest performance money can buy. 
Why, I depend on my Autolite electrical system every time I start my car. You sure do, Hap, and every second your engine is running, too, as well as every time you turn on your radio, heater, switch on your lights, or blow your horn. It pays to keep the electrical system running right, eh, Harlow? It sure does, Hap. So, friends, treat the important electrical system of your car to a periodic checkup. See your car dealer or your authorized Autolite service station. To quickly locate your nearest authorized Autolite service station, look in the classified section of your telephone directory under Automobile Electrical Service or call Western Union by number and ask for Operator 25. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. James Mason in Elliot Lewis's production of Odd Man Out. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. There is noise, and there's voices, and the pain hurts my eyes and my body. I heard some talk. It was talk of the police. And I heard them that close to me that they, they might have been in the same room. But I couldn't see for the pain. It won't be me will see the police left him tonight. Oh, then, Mr. Fancy. Nor you. Nor you. I want no trouble, but I'll not turn him in. Police is out with Tommy guns and all. It's a big sweep. Sooner or later they'll get him. But I won't do it. Nor you. Stay with him. I'll get whiskey. Oh, for goodness sake. What's to become of you, Johnny boy? Well, you're not long for the joys of life, I'm thinking. And the lie, you're worth my fortune. Shell. Shell. Aye, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I'm your friend. It is your friend, Shell. What can I do for you? I, I was supposed to stay where I was. They're coming back for me. Murphy's bringing them. Dennis, Pat, Nolan, Seamus. I was to be where Murphy left me. Even preserve us the whole organization altogether, it'd be worth it. Where, Johnny? Where were you to be? Where's the place, man? I've got to get back. They'll be looking. They'll be trapped. Oh, dear, help us. You're in a desperate state. You can't walk the streets. You can't. Listen to me, Johnny. Listen. I, I, I think You'll need someone. You couldn't move in the city alone. I'll take you. And I'm telling you straight. Do you hear me, Johnny? Come on, Johnny. Come on. Let me help you. I've got to get back. Ah, so yeah. Now I'll take you. Uh, uh, now, rest on me, Johnny. Uh, we'll find him. Uh, Mr. Fancy. Uh, careful now, Johnny. We'll go to the back way out. What are you up to, Sheriff? I told you. Sure, I'm helping his all. He has to meet his friends to save him. Now, we're going out the back. Put your head out, Mr. Fancy, and see if the coast is clear. And get a pint. He'll need it. Why am I cold again? The wind. I don't want to walk anymore. Shell. It's Shell, it is. And no one trusts Shell. What am I doing with Shell? Where is he taking me? You turn me in, you dirty... No, Johnny, no. I want to help, not Shell. Oh, dear, help us. Here. Ah. Ah. Now get a hold of this. Take a good pull. It'll give you strength. That's enough. You've had enough. Come on. 
close to the walls, man. Keep out of the light. Where are we going? Where? Oh, sure, and you were going to tell me as soon as you could remember. Murphy's coming back. Ah, that's right. Dennis, the rest. Oh, where? Where will they be? The shelter, the airage shelter. Back there? Oh, we're going the wrong way. Come on, Johnny, boy. We'll go back. Ah, Cheryl will take care of you. If I could run, if I could get away from the thing, the pain, I could leave it behind. But I don't. It's wet it is on my face. I can feel it like snow. They said it would snow tonight. It is snow. Uh, I must rest. Johnny, Johnny, come on. You can't rest here in the middle of the street. There's the police all about it. They'll see you sure. Johnny. I had a gun. What happened to my gun? Merciful, he's raving. Johnny. Oh, there's people coming. Now we're done for. You hear me, Johnny? I didn't give you up. You hear that? I tried. It's him. There he is. Oh, oh, Murphy. It's me. It's Shell. I was trying to save the poor man, taking him to the shelter. He'd wandered in his delirium, he had. Johnny, Johnny, it's Agnes. You'll be all right now. Dennis is bringing the car around. Oh, you found him. Listen, they're all around. We haven't a chance. Agnes, down the alley. Take him along. We'll hold him off. Yes. Put your arm over my shoulder, Johnny. Oh, dear help us. The police. Oh, they're turning into the street. Look. Hurry. Take him down the alley. Quickly, Johnny. Quickly. Come on, Johnny. Come on. Hurry. We'll all be killed. We'll take him to my place. Where is it? It's not too far. No, no, Agnes. I've got a gun. They won't lift us. There's killing. No. I'm going back. Give me the gun, Agnes. It wouldn't do any good. There's too many of them. Dennis! Murphy! Nolan! You're the chief. We'll start again, Johnny. Hurry! There has been killing. I killed a man. A man killed me. I'm alone now. It's a bitter wilderness. But why am I running? It's cold, so it is. But why am I running? I will not run. I will not. Uh, Johnny, can't you keep him quiet? If he wakes him up in the tenement, we're done for. That's for sure. We're almost there, Johnny. Then we get a doctor. You must be quiet when we go upstairs to Shell's place. I am quiet. I haven't said a word. What happened to the boys? It's all right. Shh. Don't make any noise. The old woman downstairs will give us away in a second if she knows. Where's Nolan? Murphy? Johnny, darling, no, you must be quiet. I can't walk anymore. I want to rest. Why, he'll have the whole place on us. A few more steps. You can do it. Sure you can, Johnny. Agnes. Yes, in a minute, in a minute. We pulled it off, I did. Got away with it. I know. Side with him, for the dear sake. Quickly. There's a bed, Johnny. Now you can rest. <sighs> oh, his arm. Oh, his arm. That's the blood that's gone out of him. That's what it is. He shouldn't be alive. Maybe this will stop the blood, Johnny. Turn over. Help me. Help me, Shell. There. Can you get a doctor, Shell? I don't know. I don't know what I've done this night. I should have turned him in. I'd be rich. Now I'd probably lose my life. 
I'll see what I can do, but keep him quiet. Quiet. Don't let him make a sound. I'm a fool, that's what I am. I know that face. Dear face. Agnes. And it is her own arms around me, warm, holding me. Why, she? I remember now we raided the mill, Murphy, Nolan, Pat, and me. I killed a man, that was it. I must have been hurt. We were hiding. Who was it, Murphy? What was I doing with Shell? He is an informer. The organization will have to take care of him one of these days. The city is too dangerous. We'll go to the country. Then, when it's quiet, we'll start again. Yes, Johnny, yes. But you uh, must try not to talk now. You mustn't talk. Why did you... Why did you come to look for me? You should have stayed at headquarters. I wanted to. Who let you do it? Dennis? He wouldn't. I had to. I feel better. Good. Now lie quietly. Uh, it, it's night, isn't it? Yes, we're safe here. Where is it? Shell's place. No. No, you must be mad. He'll inform. No, he's gone to find a doctor. To find the police? No, he helped me bring you here. You can't trust him. It's all right, it is. Lie back now. Uh, I'm sorry. Shh, don't talk. I'm sorry because... because I was afraid... I think I've been afraid tonight. No. I'm not now. You've never been afraid of anything. From the first day I saw you, even before that, when I heard about you, I knew you were not afraid. Will you give me a kiss? I love you. I've never had time for that. The organization... I love you. The organization has had you. Let them leave you to me now. No. No, you're a woman. You wouldn't understand. It's my life. They're coming. They must have recognized me on the street or, or someone informed. I ran, but they're moving down the street. We'll get out the back way, then. No, no, no. It's a cordon. You can't. Not with him that way. He's the one that informed. He's the one. No, Johnny. No, no. I swear. Run while you oh. can, Shell. But you run. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Johnny. Sure, I, I, I did my Agnes, best. give me the gun. Shoot him. He's the one. Informer! Informer! No, no, it's all right. Run while you can, Shell. You let him go. Yes. You let him. And you hold the gun in your hand without shooting. Huh? <gasps> <gasps> it's the police. They're here. Lie quiet. It'll be all right. They won't take it. They won't. I love you, Johnny. I love you. Then this is how it might have been, Agnes. The scent of her, her mouth, soft. But the fight, and what about the fight? They can't beat us. They won't. They won't. Open the door. Police! Give me the gun. Give me the gun. No, no. I'm the chief. Give me the gun. Johnny, no. Give me the gun. Give it to me. Agnes! We've got him! Agnes, I... I love you. 
Suspense. Presented by Autolite. Tonight's stars, Mr. James Mason and Miss Pamela Colino. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 52, the Autolite family joins together in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is made up of the nearly 30,000 men and women in 28 great Autolite plants from coast to coast and in still other Autolite plants in many foreign countries. Our family also includes more than 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as 96,000 Autolite distributors and dealers in the United States and thousands more in Canada and throughout the world. Our Autolite family will salute the Kaiser Fraser Corporation on the next Autolite Suspense television program. If you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense on television so that you'll be sure to see this program. And remember, be with us next week for another thrilling Autolite Suspense program on radio. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Mr. Richard Widmark in a radio adaptation of Walter Van Tilburg Clark's study in Panic, The Track of the Cat. In weeks to come, we shall also present Miss Barbara Stanwyck and Mr. Herbert Marshall, all on... Suspense. Odd Man Out was adapted for Suspense by Anthony Ellis from the book by F.L. Green. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morawak and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Featured in the cast were Ben Wright, Dan O'Hurley, William Johnstone, Joseph Kearns, Charles Davis, and Raymond Lawrence. James Mason may currently be seen in Lady Possessed. This is the CBS Radio Network. Off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents X minus one. Tonight, the time, 150 years from now. The place, a luxury spaceship en route to Venus. The story, Venus is a Man's World, by William Tenn. Some fellows are lucky. They have brothers, but not me. I have nothing but sisters. Two of them, Carrie and Evelyn. Sometimes Carrie isn't too bad, for a girl, I mean. But Evelyn, boy, she's hopeless. It was Evelyn's idea to put me on that spaceship. 
jam-packed with 300 females, and all of them aching to get themselves husbands. In the one place that's still to be had, the planet Venus. Well, anyway, 20 minutes after we took off from the spaceport, I was bored stiff. Ferdinand, do stop fidgeting and sit down. I don't have anything to do. Well, I'll read to you and Carrie. Would you like that? No. I want to do something. What's the name of the book, sis? Well, it's titled Family Problems of the Frontier Woman. Doesn't it sound intriguing? Peachy Keen. That's enough out of you, young man. Why don't you take a walk around the ship? Can I go with Ferdinand, sis? Well, wouldn't you rather we start the book? You should, Carrie. Every girl should read about the family problems of the frontier woman. Keep quiet, you boy. Oh, oh children, let's have enough of that. Now, go ahead, run along, you two, and, and Carrie, look after Ferdinand. See that he keeps out of mischief. Gee, this is one big ship, isn't it? Uh-huh. I sort of wish we were on a cargo ship instead of this liner. Why? This is super. On a cargo ship, we could go climbing from deck to deck on a ladder. We could even go to the bridge or the forecastle, talk with the crew. That's silly. Why would anyone want to do that? Because ships' crews are men. Only because we women are too busy with important things like government to run ships. Says you. Hey, what are you looking at? The sign. In the event of disaster affecting the oxygen content of the companionway, break glass with hammer upon wall, remove spacesuit, and proceed to don it. Boy, I hope we have that kind of a disaster. I sure would like to get into one of those. Oh, you're silly. Hey, let's go exploring down this way. I see some portholes. And I see a sign that says, Notice, passengers are not permitted past this point. Come on, there's no one around. And besides, I'm not really a passenger. Ferdinand, you say you're not really a passenger. Well, what do you mean? You have to be a citizen of a planet in order to get a passport, right? I'm not sure. Well, I'm telling you, ever since they passed that Maldi Suffrage Act, only women can be Earth citizens. You and Evelyn are passengers, all right. But me... I'm just a male dependent. So when a sign says, off-limits for passengers, doesn't mean me. I'm not a passenger, see? Keep away from that door, Ferdinand. Can't you see the sign? You and your old signs. Ferdinand, let's go back to the cabin. I want to see what's behind this door. If you don't come back with me this very minute, I'll tell Evelyn. So what? Hey, this looks like a sign o'clock. I wonder if it works by knocker voice. Ferdinand, I'm going. Say, I remember one voice key. I wonder if it'll work. Twenty, twenty-three, open sesame. Ferdinand! Out of all the million possible combinations, I hit it just right. The door clicked open into a, a dimly lit hole. As the door closed, my hand closed around my throat. The lights came on, and I found myself staring up the muzzle of a highly polished blaster, held by the biggest man I'd ever seen. We just stood there looking at each other for a while, till finally he said... Well, you're only a tadpole. Sir? A little tadpole. I must be getting jumpy enough to splash. My name is Ferdinand Sparling. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mr... I uh... hope for your sake you aren't a tadpole brother to one of them husbandless senora... Husbandless what? And you're a herd of females looking a nest. I come from Flatway, folks. You're a Venusian? Yep. What part of Earth are you from? And what are you doing on a spaceship to Venus? You know, the three out of four. Yeah, how's that? The three out of four. No more than three women out of every four on Earth can expect to find husbands. 
Not enough men to go around, you know, with the Third Atomic War and all. Why, back in the 20th century, some of our best men went to the planets. My sister Evelyn says that by now, most of the men on Earth aren't even worth marrying. <laughs> What's for sure. Those busybody Anura took care of that. Earth, what a place. I had a belly full. Why did you come in the first place? I came looking for a wife. Women are pretty scarce on Venus. I heard that there was a surplus of them on Earth. I can't understand why any man would, would even want to marry a woman. How old are you, Tadpole? Thirteen, almost fourteen. Well, that explains a lot of things, Tadpole. It doesn't explain why you're heading back to Venus. Because I was in trouble the minute I landed on that woman's world. I didn't know I had to register at a government-operated hotel for transient males. Imagine, they told me a man couldn't say anything in court. All talking was done by female attorneys to a female judge. But I told them off. I told him where I come from. A man spoke his piece when he had a mind to, and his woman walked by his side. Well, what happened? Oh, I was found guilty of this and contempt of that. But I wasn't going to serve all those fancy little prison sentences, so I broke out and stowed away. Y you mean that you're breaking the law right now? Sure, aren't you? Uh, I guess so. I'm also a man outside the law. We're in this together. Shake, Ferdinand. Ferdinand? That's not a right label for a sprouting tadpole. I'll call you Ford. My name's Butt. Butt Lee Brown. Is Butt a nickname like Ford? Yeah, short for Alberta. But I haven't found a man who can draw a blaster fast enough to call me that. You see, Pop came over in the 80s with a first wave of immigrants from Ontario. Named all of us boys after Canadian provinces. I was the youngest, so I got the name they were saving for a girl. Golly, Mr. Butt. You must have had a lot of brothers. Yeah, full nest. They're Sass. His real name is Saskatchewan. Manny, after Manitoba. And Yuke, he was named for Yukon. I got one for every province and territory in Canada. Golly, all I have is two sisters. Oh, tell me about them. Well, there's Carrie. She's almost 16. Yeah, well, how about your other sister? Is she a little older? She's old, all right. Evelyn's almost 21. She pretty? Who? Your sister, Evelyn. Oh, I don't know. She's healthy. She's got very good teeth. If I know her breed, she's bossy and opinionated. Well, aren't all the women? Oh, there goes the dinner gong, Ford. You better scat. Growing tadpoles need their vitamins. Could I bring you some chow? I could stuff it in my pocket and sneak it back here. No, thanks. I've stashed away enough provisions. I've got plenty of kelp and Venusian mud grapes to last the trip. Oh, you better shove off, Ford. They'll start looking for you. Guess I had better. Well, I'll see you right after dinner, Mr. Butt. Just plain butt to you, Ford. Oh, okay. I'll be seeing you. 2023. Open sesame. Ferdinand, please be seated. I want to talk with you. Now? They just rang the dinner gong. I am aware of that. Now, where have you been? Around. I demand a straight answer. Where have you been, Ferdinand? I told you, sis, around. And don't call me Ferdinand. Call me Ford. That's what Butt calls me. Butt? Who is Butt? Oh, nobody. I just made it up. Ferdinand? I can't tell you. I can't. You must. Well, you promise you won't turn him in. Well, Butt's my friend. He's a Venusian. He's going home. Aboard our ship, the Eleanor Roosevelt? Ferdinand, don't you realize you've been consorting with a stowaway, a criminal... What sort of antisocial ideas has this warmongering masculinist been putting into your head? Butt's a nice guy. He asked about you. Oh, indeed. I told him you had very good teeth. Really? Well, take me to this, this man. I will if you promise not to turn him in. No, I promise. He's in there. The door has a sonic lock. I know the combination. Watch. 
One, the political crime of traveling without a visa, and two, the criminal act of stowing away without paying your fare. Golly, Sitz, that's, that's no way to talk to Buck. I take it you either have no defense or care to make none. I wonder if Ollie and Yura talk like that, and you want to foul up Venus. We haven't done so badly on Earth after the mess you men made of politics. Hear, hear. Yeah, hear, hear. Oh, you keep quiet, Ferdinand. And another point, Mr. Butley Brown... I don't suppose you know that under space regulations, you've made this poor child an accessory. But didn't make me anything. Let's not talk law, female. Let's talk sense. I'm in trouble because I went to Earth to look for a wife. You're standing right here now because you're on your way to Venus for a husband. So, let's. Let's? Let's what? <gasps> Are you daring to suggest now, that... Miss Sparling, no hoopla. I'm saying let's get married and you know it. He says, say yes. And what makes you think that I consider you a desirable husband? Figure it this way. If you wanted a poodle, you're pretty enough to pick one up on Earth. When you go charging off to Venus, you don't want a poodle, you want a man, and I'm one. I own three islands in the Galerton Archipelago. Good farmland when they're cleared. I got no bad habits. Outside, I have my own way. I'm passable good-looking. Uh, my teeth are good, too. Besides... If you marry me, you'll be the first mated on this ship. And that's a splash most nesting females like to make. You know, there's more to marriage than just doing... So there is. Well, we can try each other for taste. <sighs> now, me, I'd vote yes. Me too, I'd vote yes. Now I'll cast my vote. Well, you guessed it. She broke her promise. I suppose the kiss did it. She put it a stowaway to the captain, and he sent a detail from the ship's crew to halt Butt off to the brig. Well, later that afternoon, all the passengers, 300 females and me, gathered in the lounge for the hearing. It's all on account of you. Shush! Don't shush me. You promised you wouldn't get Butt into trouble. Oh, you snitch. Shush! The captain is rapping for quiet. By authority vested in me under the Pomona College Treaty... The stowaway, Evanusian, Butt Lee Brown, will be tried for violation of Article 16 to 21, inclusive of the Space Transport Code. Purser, bring in the prisoner. Oh, my boy! Oh, my but, Lee Brown, I order your person and belongings impounded for the duration of this voyage as set forth in sections 41 and 45. Captain, the sections are 43 and 45. Uh, you're, you're quite right, Miss Farling. Sections 43 and 45 of the Mother Anita Law Emergency Interplanetary Directives. Aren't you even going to give me a fair trial before you hang me? Ladies, I beg of you, ladies. Captain, what exactly are the charges against me? You're a stowaway. I can pay for my passage. You can? Well, then I guess we can dismiss the charges. Hey, 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 
ladies, gentle ladies. Just a moment, Captain. Uh, yes, Miss Sparling? I demand justice. You can't let him off that lightly. Besides, there's the other charge. What other charge? Assault. That comes under sections 18 through 35 of the McDonald Law. It does? Well, then would you tell the court in your own words exactly what happened? Well, when I first laid eyes on Mr. Brown, he seemed to be a fundamentally decent chap, despite his barbaric notions on equality between the sexes, or worse. I was positive I could shame him into a more rational social behavior and make him give himself up. Go on, Miss Sparling. Just as I was getting over the colossal impudence involved in his proposing marriage and was considering the offer seriously on its merits, as one should consider all suggestions, he deliberately dropped the pretense of reason. Get her. Ferdinand! My name is Ford, and you're nothing but a big snitch. You promise not to get buttons to trouble. Well, you Your name is Ferdinand, and stop trying to act forcefully like a girl. It doesn't become you. Miss Sparling, did I understand you to say that you were considering Mr. Brown's proposal of marriage? That is true. I will not deny that he appealed to me. He appealed to me as, as most savage ancients appeal to their women, as an emotional machine. <laughs> Throw the proper switches, says his theory, and the female surrenders herself ecstatically to the doubtful and bloody murk of masculine plans. I'm afraid I still don't understand. What exactly did Mr. Brown do? He kissed me. Ladies, please, ladies. Uh, Mr. Brown, do you deny kissing Miss Barling? No. Miss Barling, do you deny enjoying the kiss? Your question is irrelevant and immaterial. Oh, she enjoyed it. How would you know? Well, I was right there. I could tell the way she acted. She sort of held the back of his neck, closed her eyes, and just hung on. What were you doing there? I introduced him. I met Bud first. Then I took Sis over there to meet him. I see. Ferdinand Sparling, I hereby order your detention for the duration of this voyage for aiding and abetting a stowaway as set forth in sections 41 43, and... 43 and 45. And, 45. and you can't arrest Ferdinand. He's only a child. You gave me your word. No charges would be lodged against the boy. That was the usual promise one makes to an informer. But I made it before I knew it was Butley Brown you were talking about. I didn't want to arrest Butley Brown. You forced me. So, I'm breaking my promise to you, just as I understand you broke your promise to your brother. I'm afraid both Ferdinand and Butley Brown will be picked up at New Kalamazoo Spaceport and sent terror for trial. But I used all our money to buy passage. I'm sorry, you'll have to return with your brother. Of course, there is a way out. There is? Well, tell me, please. Miss Sparling, if you'd marry Brown... Now, now, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. If you'd marry Brown, he would go on your passport as a dependent male member of your family. Do you think I'd marry that, that, that desperado? Why, he doesn't know enough to sit back and let a woman run things. Captain, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'll marry him! Perhaps I should be, but that's what comes of putting men in responsible positions. See here, Miss Sparling, I didn't want to arrest Brown. I'd still prefer not to. The officers and crew of my ship all go along with me. Why not? Men always think like men. They never use logic. They just rely on masculine intuition. Maybe so. This ship's crew are all residents of Earth. But our work requires us to be on Venus several times a year. We wouldn't want to cross any member of the Brown clan. 
They're all men of influence on the polar continent. No, I wouldn't doubt that for a second. If anyone gets in their way, they merely oxidize them with a blaster. Take but he's a big man in his own bailiwick, the Galertan Archipelago. When he wants to put somebody in office, well, he just appoints them. Mr. Brown has that much influence, you say? Uh, power, actually. The kind a strong man usually wields in a newly settled community. Oh, Mr. Brown... If I marry you, would you promise to see that I'm appointed resident governor of the Galerton Archipelago? No. boy, Bart. Don't give in. Ferdinand, this does not concern you. Uh, Mr. Brown, I might even consider a county clerkship. Nope. Stick by your blasters, Bart. Show me you're a real man. Mr. Brown, it would seem to me that if you really want to marry this attractive young lady, a compromise could be worked out. Well, I could make her sheriff. Oh, no. Would the position of sheriff of the Galerton Archipelago be acceptable, Miss Barling? Yes. Good! I'll marry you here and now. I want to be a bridesmaid! Only the bridesmaid! Never a bride! I can be every bride! But you shouldn't have sold out. Why did you do it? You don't have to marry her for my sake. I wouldn't care what they did to me. That's all right, Tadpole. I'd do anything for my favorite brother-in-law. I'd sure like to be your brother-in-law. But gosh... You don't have to marry, sis. You've had any one of these 300 females. Why marry sis? I'm stubborn. What I like at first, I keep on liking. What I want at first, I keep on wanting until I get it. Yeah, but making her sheriff. What's going to happen to our man's world? Don't worry none about that, Ford, my boy. Wait till after we meet and go out to my islands. She'll find herself sheriff over exactly two Earth males, you and me. And I got a hunch that'll keep her pretty busy, huh? <laughs> How about that, huh? <laughs> you have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, which this month features... An eye for a what? A story of the Earthmen who thought they couldn't hurt a friendly alien if their lives depended on it, while all the time their lives did depend on it. Galaxy Magazine, on your newsstand today. Tonight, X-1 has brought you Venus is a Man's World, a story from the pages of Galaxy written by William Tem and adapted for radio by Arthur Small. Featured in our cast were Dennis Bellabio as Ford... Bob Haig as Butt, Jerry Ann Raphael as Kerry, John Gibson as the Captain, and Frederica Chandler as Evelyn. This is Fred Collins. X-1 was directed by Daniel Sutter and is an NBC Radio Network production. Next week, X-1 presents Trap by Finn O'Donovan. Fur hunters tangle with a bottle of firewater and a new kind of trap which catches more than they bargain for. We hope you'll be listening next week at this same time. This week, the Boy Scouts are celebrating their 47th year of service to American youth. Throughout the country, there will be open houses, courts of honor, indoor and outdoor campfires, cub circuses, scout expositions, explorer events, and other special activities. This is the second year of the four-year program, Onward for God and My Country, which was launched to help prepare America's boys to live in today's world and prepare them to carry their full share in the years ahead. It's designed to give youth an opportunity to develop physical fitness, self-reliance, a sense of personal responsibility, a spirit of helping people, 
a willingness to share, an understanding of our government's democratic processes, and a firm spiritual foundation. On Sunday, February 10th, churches of all faiths will observe Boy Scout Sunday, with scouts attending services in uniform. The world on a new hotline. Listen for news on the hour and the exciting hotline service all day, every day on most of these stations. Thank you.